we said. The Press Box. Well, hello and welcome again to the Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace from my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, with a snippet for you of our daily radio show. Heard on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. Go there, check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. The episodes page allows you to hear the show on demand hour by hour, all the way back to the very first hour of the show. Or simply press the listen button to hear the press box anytime, 24-7. We try to give you a little snippet, a little sample of what you hear inside the press box every day in this The Press Box podcast. And today, a special guest as we talk with the Auburn head baseball coach, Butch Thompson. Just a couple of seasons removed from taking them to Omaha and the College World Series. It's been a tough season for the Tigers this year. They're still trying to fight their way into the field for the upcoming SEC baseball tournament in Hoover, Alabama. But gosh, in this conference, week in, week out, Coach Butch Thompson, you're facing a juggernaut. It is, and, you know, it's so much respect for this league. And, and, you know, from, you know, we were at Hoover Met last night from the memories there of winning tournaments and winning and, and winning the games and winning the SEC and, and then being underneath the bus, you know, on some seasons and how fine of a line it is. And I don't think it's ever been any better um, from a talent standpoint and, and, and the te- top teams. And, you know, we've experienced something that you want to be very careful as a coach to not bring up is excuse, excuse, excuse. You know, if you get trapped into 10 one-run games, you know, um, there, there's no question as we get to the end of this season that – it feels more like a tune-up than an overhaul with our deal, but we have been so close and fallen on the wrong side of that so many times, and that can happen to you in this league, and it's such a fine line from being where you need to be and and having to pick up some pieces. But, you know, I had a couple of great coaches that I've worked with through the years that said, you're not allowed to be sad till the season's over, and that, that calls on a, on a team to finish. And, you know, we have that opportunity to still fight to get to this tournament. And, you know, we control our own destiny because we play the two teams that we're competing against for that one remaining spot right now, and that's Texas A&M and Missouri. So uh, we need to apply that method. We need to apply that strategy right now and understand that we're not allowed to be sad until the season's over and find a way to Hoover and take it a day at a time. Butch, it's always great to hear your voice, and I am I, I, I just love talking to you. Uh, we go way back and and appreciate your friendship. In fact, I got the Birmingham Southern National Championship ring on right now. I had to uh, right. yeah. I had I had to slip that on for uh, for a minute here. But I, I, when you talk about appreciating what you have and where you are, I know I know how much you mean that because even in a down year you're so grateful to be a head coach at a place that you, you like and love and respect like you do Auburn, because you were a head coach very briefly several years ago. And for family reasons, you walked away and you knew when you walked away, you may never get another chance again because of the circumstances, but God's been very faithful just as you've been faithful. And you got that chance again for those that may not know the story if you don't mind sharing that i i think it would it it would be great for audience to hear about doing the right thing how you can be rewarded for it ultimately even though it's really really tough thing to do at the time yeah you know it's uh (laughs) 
there's been a lot of those moments, you know, if we've Robin and I, my wife, we've lived in nine different homes. And I tell you what, I was a, a, a head coach at 25 over at Jefferson state community college yeah. up in the Birmingham area that doesn't play baseball anymore. And I, you know, at that time I thought I'd be a head coach for my entire career. Uh, little did I know I'd go back with Brian Sheep at Birmingham Southern the next year and go on a, basically a 23-year odyssey as an assistant before becoming a head coach again. And and briefly in our time here when I served Tom Slater at Auburn, my first go-around, um, you know, after the 2008 season, um, you know, I had to go find a place to work. And I think I was the head coach at High Point for eight days. And I know my father was going through some – some real cancer at that time and John Cohen had just gotten to Mississippi state. And, uh, so that was an opportunity to go home. And, uh, so we kind of left that, you know, that great opportunity at high point there in 2008 that continued that 23 year March as, a as an, as an assistant coach. And I went and joined John Cohen and, you know, eventually, uh, you know, got to spend some precious time with my father before he passed and, uh, you know, we got to play for a national championship in 13, uh, before I got this opportunity to come to Auburn. And then, uh, you know, as I met Auburn, um, you know, that waiting that long to get this opportunity and that second round at Auburn, I've always felt like that, you know, everybody's got their place and their calling and, and Auburn has been that for me at this uh, stage of my career. And, you know, even as we built up in 17, 18, and 19, a chance to go to the World Series. I know after the 18 season, I had some opportunities within our league to where, all right, this is a bigger program. This is more resources currently than what you have. But I just felt like uh, with my journey and my family's journey, that, that Auburn is the place that where I'm supposed to be. And uh, as you go through seasons like this, you're like, all right, what are you teaching me? Uh, yeah. But I know I'm submissive to that. And uh, I'm open to that. And, you know, I, I want to make a difference. I want to play for championships. And uh, I think I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Butch Thompson, head coach, Auburn Tigers, in the press box with Mike Grace, Chris Stewart, J.D. Byers, and uh, coach J.D. down in Mobile. How much of that goes and translates into either team or one-on-ones? Because, you know, we're all charged in athletic departments. I'm with South Alabama but especially coaches to develop young men and be prepared. And a great example of that, and I know you have examples in your own world and your own background, but Tony Robichaud down in Louisiana was a, a great example of developing young men to be husbands, to be leaders, to be, uh, you know, good people as they move on into adulthood. How, how much of your stories like that one come out in your conversations with your own student athletes? Yeah, I appreciate it, J.D. Good to good to communicate with you, talk to you. Um, you know, we got to do a lot of different things, you know, in 2021 and it's just layered and it's built over, over time. You know, as a young coach, you're, you're teaching a class, you're, you're mowing the grass, <laughs> you're coaching a position, you know, as we've really developed and the sport of baseball has grown, you know, you get put into these specific things that you have to do. And as a head coach now, um, you want to be in your purpose and you want to make a difference and you want to teach these boys how to become men. You recruit that way. You talk to a parent that way. You get them to trust you with their son that way. Um, that has to happen, but you have to win and there has to be sincere development. You know, if you're a top 
100 pitcher that comes to you, you know, um, you, you got to make him a first rounder and you got three years to do it. So uh, there are so many things on the plate. I just want to make sure I never get caught up in something that <laughs> won't last forever. And if there's some eternal pieces to, to what you're doing, as long as you can lay that out there, but continue with the worldly development that's um, required, basically, uh, we got to be able to do it all. we got to check a lot of boxes. And to me, it's just investing in people. We're here for these student athletes. And sometimes I think we say that as opposed to maybe the decisions we're making. But I'm, I'm here for young men and to grow them. And hopefully, you know, you're developing a program at the end of the day that wins enough games, develops great men, and puts a product on the field that your fans can, uh, you know, appreciate and support and be proud to be part of. But you, you talk about developing young men, but also fighting for them as part of your job. And that's, that's one of the things that, that you and, and other coaches have done. Our friend, Matt Wyatt, uh, over at, at Starkville, Mississippi state has worked on a great project that we can't wait to see come out here very soon. Talking about the inequities from a scholarship standpoint, that the sport is dealing with. And again, for those that aren't familiar, it, it's not a, it, it's not anything that's illegal. That's the problem. It, it's the way the system is set up that not every school has the same number of scholarships available to them. We deal with circumstances different in the state of Alabama from Mississippi. And yet Alabama, Mississippi are, are on a lesser scale and few giving fewer baseball scholarships than other programs around the Southeastern Conference and around the country. If you could speak briefly to the challenges of that and and what it's like going head to head. And public with, versus private. Well, then there's that too. Yeah. But Florida, you're recruiting Florida and Florida State. And by the way, if you win that battle, then you got to beat the Yankees, Red Sox, and Cubs on draft day. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, it's complicated, Chris, right? And I've yeah. had the brief, brief as I possibly can be. You know, I was recruit coordinator at Georgia, recruit coordinator at Mississippi State. So that's on either side of the state of Alabama. And you, you bring in Hope Scholarship and the bright futures of Florida. And then Tennessee had created the lottery a few years ago. Vandy is the, the private space. Um, LSU has the TOPS program. Arkansas has the bordering states. And it just happens to border the state of Texas. Um, so you start looking around our entire league and you start seeing the, the advantages. Um, and Alabama and Auburn can do anything in the sport that anybody else can do, but it, it's a challenge. You know, it's like a year this year where if we get our four of our top six pitchers hurt like we did, man, it's tough. It's yeah. the next man up. Our front line can be as good as anybody in this league, but I think when you start talking about the extra scholarship dollars, it, it is directly – related to to the debt that you're able to or the quality of debt that you're able to produce within a program um matt wyatt is doing this at a very important time because i believe there's everything's about to change the nil uh, the things that you guys are probably talking about right now the diversity all these things are hitting at one time and really college athletics as we know it is going to be completely different in three years and it's going to happen at a very quick pace and I have three daughters. Um, so I think Title IX is a piece of this as well. Uh, that's been one of the things from college baseball perspective that 
it's held things back. So I have daughters. I, I, I appreciate and respect the Title IX. It just it seems like our sport of baseball has taken the brunt of balancing the scales for far too long. And, you know, before we start talking about paying players, let's talk about getting them a full grant made uh, yeah. package for our sport is what I think a lot of us are talking about. And, you know, that's what I want. And everybody that has, you know, like the players at Vandy, the players at Georgia and those families, we recruited a lot of those guys. I don't want them to have less scholarship money. <laughs> I just want it to, I just want it to improve. And I want a young man when he's 13 or 14 years old, that was like me that grew up in a trailer in Mississippi and if he's a good enough player, I want him to have the same options as opposed to like, hey, man, you need to go play football, basketball. That's full scholarship. You're never going to be able to afford to play this sport of baseball and stopping at 13 and 14. I want that to end. Mm. And I want everybody to have an option if you're that good of a ball player instead of dropping my sport consistently. I think that's happened with our sport. Um, so as all these things are hitting at one time, I, I appreciate Matt and these other coaches and administrators for retelling the story that we've been kind of, you know, we've been saying for a long time. I just don't think nobody's really listened from the standpoint of, of making change. Sorry. And we just see this as another opportunity in the right time to tell this story again. Um, to create some equality in baseball um, that that's much needed. College baseball world to right about now, coach, are you hearing any input? Cause we're all kind of a, with bated breath edge of our seat waiting on the, the 20 regional sites. It's been an unusual year coming out of 2020 and uh, 2021 trying to ease out of the pandemic and the, to, to kind of bring our listeners up to date. There were 20 or, or several schools programs around the country that bid or expressed interest in the ncaa about being a, a a regional site instead of earning it are you hearing a timeline is it today is it this afternoon is it tomorrow where 20 and then a, a, a eventually 16 would be chosen as predetermined i just think by the end of the week i guess i haven't touched it in a few days i just i, I think it's going to be unique you know i think there could be play, places that put in a bid that may not be playing in a regional. They may host a regional without playing in it. So, I, you know, we have some traditional thoughts that have happened the last few years, but I just – I don't think anybody knows how this would play out this year. Um, I hope it feels traditional um, as a coach in the space, but I think it could be really interesting to see the, the places that we picked and how they're going to be run. I, I, I see in our league is – as we're still at a 40% capacity, I think, for our last home weekend at Auburn, that some of the schools have opened up to 100% now across our league, which is which is good to see. Um, but I think the NCAA is already committed to a 50% uh, capacity for these NCAA regionals. So I, I think there's a lot of layers to where it's still going to feel a bit different than it has in years past. Coach, I get $20 cash, not Venmo or PayPal, but I get 20 bucks cash every time either with you or on the air with you that I bring up the name and mention Jacob Baller up at Brooks High School in Lauderdale County. Uh, so I'm doing that now. Uh, and you can say anything good or nice about him at this point. Uh, but, no, he thinks the world of you. And when you said developing young men, there is nobody better in my mind. And you said you have daughters. I have a daughter. When those daughters grow up, I hope there's guys like Jacob Fowler, but they came through an Auburn baseball program 
and, and you're you're turning out good young men right now. But uh, I, I know you know Jacob Fowler. He's a good friend of mine as well. And uh, I just love what you're doing, Coach. Well, I appreciate you. I, I just know Jacob. I You're kind of one of those rest assured. You know that he's going to do everything he can to create the best team he possibly can. But you know that every young man that comes through there at that very impressionable age is going to leave with an opportunity to, to be better and have recall for the rest of their life because they they had a good example to draw on from, from Jacob. And uh, I've went up and, and done a bake, banquet for those guys, and I got my Brooks hats here in my office here at home. And uh, it's just uh, he's another one to add to the list of guys that I just, you know, you're, you're proud of to see that's going on and making a difference. It's unfair of me to throw you this when you've only got a minute. Well, we've only got a minute left with you, but I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you how how weird it is to think Brian Shoup not coaching anymore. The guy that's that probably outside of your father himself has meant more to you than anybody else. Yeah, and I'm not alone in that. A lot of a lot of former players would say that. Um, it's felt like this COVID, this pandemic. You know, when you get past this, this is just another thing. Brian Shoup's not coaching. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's 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 unique because that's always the guy I've had on speed dial to help me in a season and and to be there and get to play him every year uh, everywhere I've been I've tried to have him on the schedule to see you know a mentor um, but I'm looking forward I think we got our 20 year anniversary of that national championship team in 2001 that's going to get together in August and can't wait to see all those guys and coach shoot again for sure we love talking college baseball inside the press box, and we got to do it today with Butch Thompson, head coach for the Auburn Tigers. Best of luck in their series this weekend against Texas A&M and moving forward, hopefully, for the 2021 SEC Baseball Tournament coming up in a couple of weeks in Hoover. All right, the Press Box Podcast, available on both Apple and Google Podcasts, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Simply search for Press Box Radio 1. Hey, you found us, so share that information with a friend of yours. Ask them to subscribe to us and like us and listen to us every day, and uh, we appreciate it very much so. So uh, until next time, it is Mike Grace for Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers thanking you for joining us for this edition of the Press Box Podcast.